This is Level Up Success Podcast with Neth and Truth. Buenos dias, everybody. This is the Level Up Success Podcast. And welcome to another episode where we're going to bring more knowledge and power to our listener. So, next, tell me, how are we going to start this? All right. Awesome, man. So, yeah, uh, like like we have been previously talking about, um, you know, we're all about leveling up, leveling up to success, right? Uh, I've actually had a couple of people ask me um, what uh, level up success means, right? And I just want to clarify. Um, we're trying to clarify uh, the level up of the mind, success of the mind, all right? Uh, and, you know, like I have somebody here who who I believe uh, emulate this this mindset and you know like we just gonna hear out and you know like we're gonna we're gonna learn guys okay so uh, why don't you go and talk to us about yourself a little sure well thank you for having me first of all I, I love the whole premise of your podcast about redefining what success means um, my name is Shakira I'm from the Bronx um, born and raised I've been in education for over eight years and now taking a little bit of a switch in my career, uh, still in education, but focusing on um, speech development and helping young kids with their um, with communication. So. Well, that's nice. Um, that's a follow up question. Um, as, since, since you was a kid, was that your thing or did you have other type of dreams? Oh, no, that was this is like the complete opposite of um, of what I envisioned for myself. Like I. I grew up, um, like I said, in the Bronx. Uh, my parents were uh, immigrated from the Dominican Republic. Uh, so, like, my idea of success was make as much money as possible to help them out because I didn't want their sacrifices to be in vain. Um, so, I remember being in high school and wanting to become a computer forensic analyst for the FBI because. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's nice, though. Yeah. Mean, uh, <laughs> I, 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 because there's not too many people in our community thinking that way. I know it's so. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was, I think for me, I read a, a book um, about this um, this guy who used the computer to like lure people to their deaths. Kind of gruesome, but yeah. it kind of intrigued me to go into that route and like thinking about the whole novelty of it, about, you know, not a lot of women, not a, not a lot of Latina women um, in the field. That was like my mindset. But did I love it? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it makes sense. It makes sense because you 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 get into a uh, a place where you just want to feel accomplished, mm -hmm. and you go by that by you know like emulating what your parents think is yeah. is the best option for you. So I, I could I could I completely understand that. Uh, so what what actually what are you currently doing now? So um, as I mentioned, I was in early childhood for eight years. Um, I actually finished teaching the last school year that passed and I started graduate school. Uh, so I am in my first year in uh, communication sciences and disorders program, um, getting my master's um, in that so that I could become a speech therapist at a school. Oh, wow, yeah, damn. Oh, wow, but it's incredible because like I said before, there's like people not thinking far ahead in the future. And Yes, and people don't know how many part and on the education part, uh, how many field do you think think is available in the education education system system yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. when you when, every time we talk about the education system we always talk about the being a teacher okay and not other people not going the other direction like you're doing right now mm -hmm. and 
it's good that you very other people know that's other field mm-hmm. in the education environment. So yeah, no, there's a lot in education. I mean, like you said, you can be a teacher. There are different grade levels that you can, you know. Um, become a teacher in. There are school counselors. There are uh, parent coordinators. You can support parents, families um, in the success of the whole child. Uh, You have speech and language therapists. You also have um, occupational therapists. So depending if a child has um, some sort of, you know, delay or um, different ability. I don't don't like to say disability, but different ability. Um, You know, you would support them in how to do... um, regular routines and day-to-day um, routines. Uh, there's a lot in, in schools that you can you can do, so. All right, awesome, awesome. So, uh, what, um, you say you, you, you were teaching, what, what level do you, do you teach? So, I began as a toddler teacher. Um, my, after um, completing my undergraduate studies, I moved to Delaware, and I worked at a Latino-based community center where I started working with two-year-olds. Okay. Which is, like, not really considered i i think it was it was hard for me at the time because i i adopted this whole mentality that you know working with two-year-olds is babysitting but there is so much that goes into you know the young minds and cognitively like between the ages of zero to five there is so much growth that a child can undergo in terms of language and literacy and math um so it was a learning curve but i that first year of teaching really showed me and um, it helped me to value early childhood teachers all over because it's such important work. Yeah, because at such a young age, I think even think that would start so early. Mm. Like when we grew up, I guess I, I know where I grew up. I always used to think that you start at six or five, but now it's getting like younger and younger, right? Mm. Yeah, nah, I, like I was I was surprised too to hear that, like uh, two years old. Hey. <laughs> Cause yeah, like um, with me, I, I believe it was well for me. It was um, you could have preschool at four years old, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you could start uh, kindergarten and uh, when you're five. So that's that's what I that's what I believe. I mean, I don't have kids, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I don't know how this system has been developing. But um, wow, two years old. I mean, that's great. Uh, so what um. What what kind of things have you learned, like as far as uh, like when you, when why is it important you think to start teaching at teaching kids at age two? Like, do you see anything specific that's important from to develop from there? Of course. Um. So at that age, um, they're developing their social emotional skills. So like things that I feel like I see adults and I'm like, you should have gone to preschool. (laughs) Uh, So like things like how to integrate in social situations, um, how to dialogue, how to, you know, work through conflicts, how to handle their emotions, how to identify their emotions. So like a lot of what you do at that age is, okay, like talk about different feelings and trying to recognize that in your own body because at that age, you don't have the language for it. Um, And a lot of behavior problems that you see as kids get older is because they don't know how to handle and manage those emotions. Um, So as teachers, like that's the whole premise for me is being able to give them the social emotional tools so that they can be successful in later grades. So you do feel the same advantage in starting the school at a younger age? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, wow. At two years old. I mean, yeah, nah, like, I mean, they do start talking at, at, at one, right? 
Yeah, right. or, or, or before that. Oh, yeah. single words. Yeah, they yeah. start learning words. So it, it depends on the child. Like every yeah. child is different. Like some kids begin saying their first words, like even before one. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, in in a early childhood classroom, you you foster literacy, but you also like try to keep in mind where every child is at. And yeah. if a child is saying single words, you're not going to force them, you know, to you know know the whole alphabet. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm a big believer in. Um, that in the fact that kids can learn through play. Yeah. So songs and, you know, they can learn their colors and the alphabet through, you know, movements and just like integrating different parts of how, different ways um, of, of expressing themselves and different ways of um, engaging with the world, whether like a child, you know, likes music or likes, you know, um, to touch things they they're more sensory oriented okay. or you know is are they they're more visual okay. um so yeah so it's about getting to know the child meeting them when they're where they're at but i think for me like it's not so much about like math or science or literacy so much even though literacy is important it's about for me fostering um social emotional skills and um just letting them know that who they are is enough especially like working with you know black and brown kids, kids of uh, backgrounds like our own, that, you know, that their identity is valuable, that who they are is important and beautiful, um, and giving them opportunities in books, in songs, in experiences to, like, see themselves and see their worth. Like, that's, okay. like, important for awesome. me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like we're sinking because that was uh, my next question was actually going to be uh, what, what keeps this uh, – what keeps uh, – like, how do you keep your students engaged and motivated uh, to go about their days? And mm. I, I basically, that that answered that. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, now, uh, do you think students like, because you you have how many? You said how, how many years is it? Eight years. Eight years. Okay, that you have been working. Uh, do you see a difference now in how the students behave before versus now uh, with COVID nineteen? I mean, definitely a lot. I, I feel that um, I have a lot of educator, like friends that are still you know, teaching um, in elementary schools and middle schools and high schools. And there is a lot of um, a lot of regression in terms of academics, um, a lot of kids not being able to focus in class um, as much. Um, a lot of them that have lost, you know, basic, you know, literacy, writing, reading skills because, you know, at home, you know, it's it's difficult to engage with a computer and yeah. you know some. I mean, it is difficult because I travel back and forth from New York to PA, and yeah. when I help my nephew do his homework through the computer. Mm-hmm. That guy, it's hard because he's nine, but he lose focus real quick. Yeah. So I started thinking it must be real hard for the teacher because teaching children, it, it, it's hard for me teaching one my mm-hmm. nephew, the one kid. Yeah. Imagine teaching like a class at nine or twelve. It, it is difficult. So it's that was a difficult job for you for the teacher. I don't. And I know a couple. Of, I'm pretty sure a lot of people got behind kids got yeah. behind because it's hard to focus on just one kid. Um, yeah. And what you gotta do a bunch. No, and it's crazy because I mean I hear I hear what you're saying like uh, truth about how you're trying to teach you know your nephew yeah. like there's a lot of parents that they don't want to teach oh yeah anything. like they yeah. just they just like yeah, they, they throw them to the babysitter right <laughs> like like and, and, and that's the mindset that that the parents have which you know i think it's something that you know like parents should really value like um you know where they leaving their kids with, with you know with a teacher yeah. you know um so yeah no no definitely no i do believe that some parents just think that everything should be 
teach by the teacher. They mm-hmm. are just I know I I believe I would say I know I believe there's parents that don't help out the kids. They think they think it's just the teacher responsibility. Yeah, is that's not true. They're supposed to be also help with the homework. Mm-hmm. Also help um making sure they some time every, every his book bag is in order and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh so I know it's hard for a teacher. That's why I feel like they're supposed to be be paying top dollars right now <laughs> right. because especially kids at that age, it's not. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah, is it more harder uh, to teach at a younger age, or is a certain age that might be more difficult? It depends on who you are. I know for me, I could never teach high school. I could never. Te- I always told myself I would never be able to teach middle school. Um, I think my my niche is in early childhood, but then I know some people that you know. They, they can't talk to a young child and they feel that they can have more grown-up conversations yeah. with older kids. So. Oh, so it depends. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, some people find it more comfortable talking with, I guess, teenagers, some of them yeah. talking with younger kids. And mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like I said before, it's a big field. You could work with young, real young toddler, uh, A9, teenagers. Mm-hmm. So, wow. What What's the, like... What's the approach now? I mean, I, I know that you, you have like a year, right? Without, but yeah. What's the approach that 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 teachers are taking now mm-hmm. to to you know like better teach these kids? Like I, I I understand that it's difficult, but you know we do have to adjust to to our situations. Yeah. So like um, uh, can you elaborate in that? Like uh, how 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 do you guys approach? So you mean as a result of COVID nineteen? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So again, I have um, a friend who is a school counselor at a school, um, and she engages a lot with the teachers um, in the school that she works at. And a lot of the you know the families that the excuse me the teachers are trying to um, really build relationships with the families um, of the kids that they work with uh, because you know every family circumstance is different. You know some families you know lost jobs, lost loved ones, um, and even if they want to help they, their child, you know, one, they don't know how, um, and two, I feel that, you know, I feel like the system kind of keeps us from thinking about our own liberation, so lots of families have two, three, you know, yeah. jobs and don't have time to focus, so yeah. um, a lot of the teachers um, from the school that my friend is working at, she um, tells me that they're, you know, trying to find ways to, um, like, work with the families and the routines that they have and the time that they do have to try to help supplement um, some of the things that they're learning in the classroom. Okay, cool. So, I, I know that you, um, I mean, your job is to teach students, right, mm-hmm. on uh, basically, well, on, on learning how to, well, talk, ABCs, you know, like, uh, my question is, do you learn from your students? Oh, 100%. I feel like they they have taught me more than I could ever teach them. I have always said yeah. that. And especially yeah. when you think about um, your little kids, um, they always choose joy. And every everything is, is there is there is so much wonder in, like, the littlest things. So, like, even if it's, like, a, a pencil that you pick up, you know, you can act the most surprise at the most mundane, you know, thing, and they will like light up with joy and think that it's like this magical pencil that has this, these magical powers. So, like, they've definitely taught me. Yeah, have a good imagination. That's yeah, yeah I mean, understandable. Like, mm-hmm. 
I, I stopped playing Imagination game with my little one. So when he was mm -hmm. like five or six, so he's getting older. He, he think he's older <laughs> since he's ten now. So, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, you learn for kids. It's true. Yeah. Nah, and it's crazy because like um, we're we're basically at our most powerful mm -hmm. when we're toddlers at that age because it's like people forget that. To accomplish what you want in life, you mm -hmm. have to have an imagination. You first. do. You really do. Right. And when you when you when you're growing up, right, like you you're being told that not to imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, like the there's strict rules that you gotta abide by. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like it's you know, like I I really feel like you guys have a very important job. Very important, man. Um, you know, as far as well. Yeah, no, nah, it's tough, man. I I don't see myself being a teacher <laughs> like at all, man. No, I yeah, mean, it's, it's, it's hard, you, man. Yeah, it's like I would tell you, I was teaching my nephew, I was traveling, helping him with his homework mm -hmm. from the computer. I was kind of stressing out, so I started thinking for the poor teacher, like, like I tell you before, they kind of deal with ten students mm -hmm. or more. Like, what was the most that you teach online? The most that I taught online. Yeah. Um. So I ended up teaching online from March of 2020. So when you know the pandemic first started yeah. through that entire summer. So like about like six months or so. It's, it's tough. Like, <laughs> like when one kid is tough, but when you have a bunch, you're like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yo, like I think a lot of parents got a wake up call, man. I mean, I don't think, I know they got a wake up call. Like, <laughs> like yo, like, yo, like, um, you know, cause I, I, um, when I work, I work with, uh, in a cell phone business. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I have customers come in all the time and they be, yo, like during COVID, when they had when they were home, yo, they would come and bring the stress to me. Like <laughs> like, oh now I gotta deal with this kid, man. Like, you know, like like damn, I didn't know my kid was was so troubled. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I got now I gotta deal with him after after school. I mean, well, during, during school, school and now after school, like and it, you know, it, hey man, I, I I commend you guys. No, I appreciate sure Perry appreciate teacher right now. Yeah, more, it says Corey. I appreciate sure they appreciate more because <laughs> they definitely they yes. definitely do. So um, my question now would be um, what is the what is the greatest challenge for teachers today? You believe? Greatest challenge. Um, I think that I would say like as you go up, um, after you leave the early childhood world, um, unfortunately we have high stakes testing. Um, lots, lots of exams that the kids have to take starting at like age three through middle school, through high school. Um, and so I feel that the biggest challenge for teachers is not just teaching to the test um, and like teaching kids, you know, things that bring them joy. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of things, a lot of teachers are just teaching things that, you know, a child will need to pass the test and that's it. But like, does it? It doesn't really show that they understand or know that concept or, um, you know, they teach things in ways that like, OK, they are able to answer a multiple choice question. But like, can they apply this knowledge to um, the real world, you know, after they leave school? Can they, you know, can these skills transfer outside of the school setting? Okay. So I would feel that would, that is a, one of the biggest challenges. Hey. Do you feel that teachers get paid enough? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer. Don't worry. I know the answer. 100% no. 100% no. So, like, um, I had an idea that, that uh, like, occurred to me. Um, I mean, it, it did occur in a sad time. Um, It was uh, in the passing of Felix. Yeah. You know? uh, so, what happened was, you know, when we was in the funeral, I saw that uh, his teacher from, from high school... 
she yeah. went and, and and you know like she spoke about about feelings and i'm like yeah. oh my god like a teacher from high school like you know like he's 30 years old so it's, it, it was like about 15 years before you know like yeah like 14 years maybe yeah Aww. like for, yeah so and i and i it, it got me thinking like it, like it, it this just process in my head i'm like yo yo like teachers should, yeah they should definitely get paid more but we are we understand that look the government's not gonna help with paying you guys more like i mean you know like i mean we could try to fight it off but it, it i don't see it happening right so I what I believe like this is a thought that I just had in my head mm-hmm. where we we got to take matters into our own hands. Mm-hmm. So if let's say for instance, you know I mean I know you 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 taught uh preschool, you could teach preschool for about let's say 4 years, right? I believe um well in this case I believe it will be the parents in this case. Mm-hmm. I believe that the parents should at least give at least one percent of their yearly salary. One percent is nothing. Matter of fact, no. It's it, if it's four years, four percent of their yearly salary. It's not much, but it's something, <laughs> and it makes you feel more appreciated. It's gonna be I got a parent mad at you right <laughs> <I> now. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, radical. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, no, because it, the thing is that you know, like we 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 keep blaming the system, and we don't take matters into our own hands. And it's something that. That it like it does bother I mean, me. We my, were talking about it before. I, and the, the thing that does bother me that I know there's parents that do not help the children. They mm-hmm. expect the teacher to do everything. Yeah. That part it does bother me. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I was, uh, and I'm saying in this case when it comes to preschool, because kids ain't not, they're not really gonna remember, right? Mm-hmm. Like for the most part. Yeah. And my real idea, because I, like I said, um, you know, rest in peace to Felix, but, eh. Uh, you know, like it was a high school teacher. So, like, in for instance, for us, right? Like, we in like let's say us that we in high school, we pick out the teacher that really helped us, right? We 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 choose the teacher that really helped us, and we be like, you know what? This person deserves. I got there four years with this teacher. Mm-hmm. Let me give him. Let me take my year salary. We give him four percent. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Like as far as as as, as students go. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's one, you know, it's not that much, right? Like let's say you you earn what like sixty uh, k. What's my math isn't isn't the best one. So let me let me let me let me. It don't matter. One percent is too many for some parents, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. No, no, I, that I understand. But it it, it goes to like. If we if if we change the mindset yeah. of that, it, it could be done. It's it's just it's just a mindset thing. You we have to appreciate our teachers because this is what it does. It's it's not about it's not a, it's not even about the students. It's more or less about the teachers. Imagine if they getting they getting some extra money from students that they taught, let's say twenty years ago, thirty years ago, mm-hmm. and it's, it be, it becomes a system. What happens? Teachers are gonna be more motivated to want to teach, mm-hmm. right? And and you know, like you never know who who which student you taught. It could be a, a multi billionaire. It could be mm-hmm. a Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? Imagine he gives out four percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. So it w- it was just it was just a thought that I had, and you know, like I'm not saying that it's gonna happen, but you know, like if somebody's listening, and we and, and we could we could manifest this thought that I have, it'll be it'll be awesome. I mean, like I said before, 
I don't know if there's a bright side to the COVID. It's going to sound strange. The only bright side that I see to the COVID but that the, during the pandemic is that a lot of parents started to appreciate the teacher. Mm-hmm. Because I feel, I, I know there's parents out there that think that the teacher is supposed to do everything. Yeah. And, and they also complain about the teacher. And they try to, I don't know, some parents don't have no idea. And so I think the pandemic did help. Yeah. Uh, teacher, at least on the parents' side, because... Like I tell you, not all parents are like are on top of the kid homework. Mm-hmm. I help my nephew homework because I want to be there for him, but I don't really have to. But mm-hmm. I know this parent that don't even do that part. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, and I want to be specific, right? I don't want you to think like you know four percent every year. No, you take <laughs> one year that you're good, right? You know, like how many students you you like you get on average? I mean, every year I had like twenty. Kids. Okay, like 20, 20 kids. Story. Yo, um, yo, um, um, yo, imagine like half of those students, they become successful. They're like, you know, making like 100K. Let's just say, for example. <laughs> and they all give out like like 4% to their teachers. Once, just, just once. The teacher will appreciate that. It will become better. And and and, and now every teacher is going to be motivated to want to teach their students more. It's a great thought. No, it, it is. It you is. know what I mean? Like, as far as taking it into action, it's something else. But it, it, it is a great thought. And, you know, like, hey, man, if, if somebody wants to, like, you know, endorse that <laughs> and, you know, like, hey, I, I'll, I'll help out, man. I'm going to – and I am I am preaching what I'm talking about. So pretty soon y'all see what I'm what, – what I got in store. But we do agree that teachers on the pay, though. They need some more respect, though. So. Yeah, and especially, like, when you think about – you know, public schools and the areas that we come in um, compared to like private schools. I mean, I've, I've worked in a private school myself and it's night and day, the um, the level of support and the number of resources that teachers get that, you know, you know, some a lot of teachers in private schools, including the one where I worked at, they're there for like 10, 15, 20 years. Wow. Um, but there's a lot of high teacher turnover in the public schools, um, in the public school system because they're overworked, underfunded, underappreciated, and a simple thank you like <laughs> goes a long way too, you know, from yeah. families, from teachers. So no, I do believe they're underfunded. Um, maybe I shouldn't say. I, I remember when I was in seventh grade. I was in a school mm-hmm. that was real underfunded. I remember my teacher got was complaining because she was tough, like crazy, like she's like she was like the strictest. She will. She was tough, mm-hmm. but she was good because that's all we teach. I remember all my lifetime. So she, <laughs> I, I guess they did work. Because to be honest, because I was talking with one of my close friend who mm-hmm. had the same teacher, she used to, he used to say that she was like the worst because she was strict. But mm-hmm. we said she was like that because we was devils. Yo, we were bad ass kids. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like I said, I don't know how these teachers, yo, bro. That's why I got so much respect for teachers. Okay. But the point is, I remember when I was in seventh grade, we all got math book, mm-hmm. but they were all, all like, mm-hmm. red. And she left the class crying because at that time, I didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. But I know, now I understand she was crying because she felt like they, she was against support to teach the, the best mm-hmm. for the student. Yeah. I was too young at that age to understand that. Mm-hmm. But... Now that you're saying that, I started to think about that moment, and she was crying because, not crying, but just, she got tears because yeah. she not getting the support that she needed to, to teach the ch- our community. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part. It's our own community. We're not helping mm-hmm. each other. And that's one of the reasons we're going to have knowledge. It, it's incredible. So 
it, it made sense when you think about the it was a private school, like you said. Mm -hmm. Most private school get support because of course they can't pay for the month for the parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe your system might work, but came only for the parents. <laughs> I'm, t I'm telling you, man. It, 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 I know it sounds radical. I know you're like, nah, I ain't, you know, like they probably prefer spending on a party or something. When, but you know what I mean? Like it, it, it makes sense. It's it, it, it's on us. It's on us to 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 try to change the community. All right. So let's get let's get let's get past the what uh, you did in the past. Let's talk about you know what you want to do in the future. Right? Okay. So like um where. Where do you see yourself uh, five years from now? So and, yeah. So five years from now, um, I feel like that question kind of changes um, a little bit. But like the whole, um, my vision for the future is having finished my master's. Um, ultimately, I do want to work at a public school because I feel like for me that's what su success. I you know people define success in different ways. Yes. I think for me, my my success would be being able to help my community thrive through education and, and empower them through education. So um, I do want to work at a, as a school-based speech-language therapist, um, primarily with communities like our own. Um, I would ultimately like to um, open up my own private practice okay. um, that caters to communities like our own, um, that kind of redefines the field of speech and language therapy, because a lot of like what we do now is focused on, um, on this like white supremacist model um okay, yeah. of how to you know correct speech and like what kind of speech is corrected people with yeah. accents yes. people from different you know from a lower socioeconomic background and like all of that that what was happening in the past is still happening in our assessment and intervention practices like in speech and language therapy so i kind of want to create a um a my own practice where we find different ways to redefine um you know how to best you know support different aspects of communication for people from where we come from or kids from where we come from oh wow yeah that's <laughs> dope that's yeah dope. <laughs> hey what about uh, 10 years from now 10 years from now um eventually i want to have a house of course um i do want to um write okay. uh, children's books um with characters that look just like us um, so that you know kids from where we come from can see themselves in a positive light um, and you know just you know celebrating joy and, and seeing themselves um, you know just I guess redefining the stereotypes of that are um, that are imposed on us okay, yeah. um, that's how we limit ourselves too with the stereotype we don't mm -hmm. even know this our own community limit our own self yeah. because of the stereotype mm -hmm. and I, with that that you think about writing a book for kids then so we could learn at a young age, young age yeah. that we could do more mm -hmm. than what we see in our neighborhood exactly hey man and when you do that you could bring it to us. We'll help you endorse. Oh, all right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> we definitely will. Yeah. We, no, we definitely will. Thank because you. that's a part. That's, that's one thing we want to do with this podcast: give knowledge and power to our community. Yeah. Hey, I love what you're doing right now. Thank and, you. And what you want to do with the future? You'd be surprised that so many people don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, even exactly. in yeah. a year. Yep. Mm -hmm. You have a, like you have a, an advantage there that you at least you you're you know what you're striving for. So that when you're working at it, it, be, it just becomes easier. Yeah. Because you, you're, you're, what you want mm -hmm. is bigger than the work that you're doing for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. 
Uh, so do you, do you have like any mentors, anybody you emulate, follow, you know, like anybody that motivates you to do what it is that you want to do or, you know? So right now I have um, a professor that okay. I'm working very closely with um, and she's my first Dominican professor, okay. came to the United States at age 17, um, has her doctorate in the field wow. of speech yeah. and language therapy. And she's all about, again, redefining the field. Um, so I'm actually working with her on a couple of projects. Amazing. Um, yeah. in, it is amazing. Which yeah. I'm very happy about. Like One of the projects that we're working on is um, creating a guide for teachers on the critical analysis of children's books. Uh, okay. So looking at, um, at books and a lot of times, you know, different ideologies that we have about you know a language and ability we promote like in the books and the things that you know we ultimately consume yes. um and so um it's a guide to help teachers kind of like look at those types of um ideologies and ways of thinking that are from a deficit lens um okay. that um that when you know we read them to our kids they internalize those like negative ideas and that's how they think about they that that's how they view themselves um so kind of um trying to get would use the have the guide so that teachers can think critically about the books that they use to teach their kids so they can maybe like choose other books or try to like you know spin the message that the book is trying to promote um as a way to promote a more positive um sense of identity sense of self in young kids that's powerful that is yeah. real powerful yeah thank you hey. can't wait for that book in 10 years right. <laughs> i'll let y'all we'll know we'll be here we'll be here well, before that it don't have to be 10 years old. I can't wait. <laughs> Ten years, twenty. It'll, I mean, the well, fact of the marriage. It could be yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it could definitely be five. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, trying to retire earlier. <laughs> well, I'll do want to retire early if it's possible, but I still gonna be even when you retire, I still work. So yeah, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you have you have any hobbies? Any hobbies? Yeah. I like to. It depends on what my mood is. Okay. Um, like I consider myself an introvert, so I need to be by myself to gain energy. Okay. So sometimes my body asks me or wants me to like go on a run. So I like to run, that's one of my hobbies. Um, I like to write poetry as well. Nice, I like, <laughs> I like writing, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a good outlet for, for me. I like to write spoken word poetry. Um, and then if I'm, you know, I have enough energy and I wanna, you know, be social, I like to go out and dance, um, even though I have to get back on that because I have not been dancing. Slacking, you slacking. I'm slacking, I'm slacking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Um, nah, that's cool, that's pretty cool. Uh, anything else uh, that you want for yourself? Like anything else? Like after you, you they all your accolades, you know, you basically got your book. Mm -hmm. You know, anything that you wanna settle on? You know, like in the future, you know, maybe like 20 years from now. Hmm. I just want to, you know, like peace has no price. So I'm, I'm really I just I just want to be at peace with the decisions that I make and the life that I live and the people um, that I try to help and influence in different ways. Um, so as long as I'm in a position where. I am able to be my most authentic self and surround myself with people who are also being their most authentic selves and are, you know, ambitious and thriving and I can learn from and we can learn from each other. I think that's like, I'll be, I'll be happy. 
that's an awesome answer right there. No, that's great. I mean, yeah, man. You just giving up knowledge and power like we trying to do. So yeah, yeah, nah, <laughs> that, yeah, you gotta have the body because, like we, he we, said, yeah. the officer says not just about money; it's in the mindset. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to do something else and have fun yeah. with life too. Yeah. Definitely gotta keep in touch, you know. So you Definitely, know, we yeah. have we we have a uh, common interest yeah. as far as the mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, so awesome, man. Um, any anything else you wanna? No, I'm. I guess um. One thing I want to say, I would like to have you on another episode because I feel like we could talk about way more. And we, yeah, and too bad we 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 won't have enough time right now. That's all we think. No, no, definitely. But so, one one last thing before we end the show. Just you know, just live your truth, and you know, just live authentically, everyone, as best as possible. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and for all our listeners, if you like what you're listening to, remember to let your people know and follow us at RebelAfterSetPodcast at PopBeat.com. And we everywhere. You could tell your friend, if they listen to Spotify, tell them we're there. Uh, iHeartRadio, you could tell them we're here. Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. just any music platform. Just let them know we there. I didn't even know Google had one too, man. The Google mm-hmm. Podcast, we there too. And Samsung. Right. I don't know if you know Yo, Samsung so, yeah, Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes. Yo, everybody got pod- like, all, yeah. all, all, uh, everybody's streaming on this. Yeah, everybody's streaming. It's getting well known. So hopefully, you have, if you like what we're doing, let your friend know and take care. All right, guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is the Level Up Success Podcast. Um, I want to desire everybody a great day. And deuces. Deuces. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Goodbye, guys. All right.